Welcome to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. That's Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack. They're two women with voices that just happen to have sons in the NFL. That means you'll hear about football and motherhood, but you'll never know what you're going to hear next. So let's get this conversation started. Here are your hosts, Garrett and Mac. Well, 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 so that day again, a Monday afternoon, and we're back with Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Are you doing, Jeracy? I'm hanging in there. Why are you giggling? Why, you what's, know, what's going co- on? You know, because I just, I'm going to talk the whole show and I can't smell a taste. So okay, that so means I can say Jeracy has COVID. <laughs> she finally knows what I felt like. She finally knows what it's like to eat cardboard and to smell absolutely nothing. It, it, it serves her right. I don't think she had a full appreciation for my life right then. So welcome to my world, Jeracy Mack. Welcome to my world. Um, we're not going to talk about COVID. You though. know, the hardest, the Go hardest ahead. part for me though, yesterday, my mom cooked, she cooked purple hood peas, hot water cornbread, sweet Oh, potatoes, here come the country girl, the country wings. girl coming out. Country girl. Not through the wings, but what the hell is a purple hood and pea? Let me, <laughs> the ones when you shell them, your thumb turn purple. Girl, I remember them. I had Come on. them when I had to go to don't Tennessee to, as a little girl and shell peas on grand, my grandfather's right. grandmother's farm. I mean, I know what they are. I'm just messing with you. But you know, I, 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 I get my purple. And hair. your thumb stay purple for a week. Mm-hmm. Well, girl, we used to have to pick them and then we earned money. I bet you it was good. But, you know, I still don't eat peas and beans and all that stuff. I said, I'm gonna let you catch your life. I know. Yeah. Mm -mm. I'll pass. Mm. Yeah, you won't catch me on New Year's Day eating black old peas. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I'm not going there. Anyway, let's uh, let's stop it. Okay, so we're gonna gonna talk about a serious subject. You know, if you checked out uh, Double Down with Garrett and Mack and look at the the show's uh, episode, we actually want to discuss career counseling. And we wanted to discuss career counseling during COVID because we're still in the middle of the pandemic, but things are getting ready to start opening back up because we have vaccines. And so one of the things I reached out to an experienced career counselor, and her name is Dr. Hamaria Crockett, and she has been doing career counseling for over a decade now and wanted to try to just get some questions going as to what you should, what what you may be experiencing during this time and some ideas and tips that could help you secure uh, an upcoming job that will help you maybe do better on your job because our situation as far as being in the workplace in mass is not going to change for a minute and maybe making changes to your current job and how do you go about job hunting successfully. So let's welcome in Dr. Hamaria Crockett. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me, everybody. Now, Dr. Crockett, you are also... Welcome, welcome. I'm sorry. You know I'm going to talk right on over you, Jeracy. I apologize. Dr. Crockett is an experienced career counselor. You currently work for Corn Ferry, correct? That is correct. And if you want to see some of the the little tips and tricks videos that she does, please feel free to uh, Google her or, or tweet her at HD Crockett. And you can find her online, and she's constantly giving career tips and tricks. Oh, you can talk now, Jeracy. Go ahead. <laughs> I 
I'm going to let you lose. I'm going to let you lose. Go ahead. Thank you. Let let me out my cage. I've been closed in for almost 14 days doing my quarantine. Cabin fever. Dr. Crockett. Well, yes, ma'am. Yes. Well, I, I feel excited. I get to talk to people. Welcome <laughs> to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. My, my co-host me. has a tendency to overlook me sometimes. You're welcome. Wow. You're welcome. I'm, I'm, yeah, my, my, co- my co-host, I have to calm her down sometimes. I have to calm her down sometimes. So um, this is a very serious subject that we really are talking about today. And one of the main things is so many companies have had to go virtual um, a remote, as people say, because of the pandemic. And a lot of companies have realized they have saved them a lot of money. And so some people are not going to come back into employment. How should people start to take a stance and look at that from this whole perspective? Um, it kind of just depends. There are a lot of organizations that are making big decisions on what they should be doing in the next three, five, even 10 years, especially as it pertains to the COVID vaccine. Um, should people come to work or should they not? Do people feel comfortable with taking a vaccine? So I think it's a lot of different things that organizations are dealing with right now. Um, if a person is kind of dealing with that within them, themselves, like, should I go back into the office? Should I stay working from home? What should be the best option for me and my family? Um, or what is my company going to be doing? Or how should I kind of have a conversation with individuals within my workplace about my feelings or my thoughts? I think the most important thing is to be true and authentic to yourself and really make the decision. How do you feel about the upcoming years? Do you feel comfortable with being in the workplace, actually being with people and around people? Do you feel comfortable um, being close in close proximity? Do you feel comfortable getting on the elevator with, again, 10 to 15 people, you know, like we used to, you know, look like it was no big deal. So I think that when it comes to what will companies do? It's not really about the company. It's about what will you do? What will decisions that you need to make within yourself to make the decision but that's best for you and your family? So I I can talk about for companies and what they could have, should have, would have, but really it's what it boils down is how should you be, how is it going to impact you and your family and then make the decision based on that? Wow. Wow. Okay. So what what if you have a situation where a company is saying we're not going to bring we're we're shut we save overhead by closing the office and keeping everybody remotely or virtual but some people don't want to continue to stay in their homes at this time mm-hmm. and some mm-hmm. people they're they can't maintain or actually do their work efficiently virtually how how is our remotely how how is that how should you view that but again as a decision if a person doesn't work best by working at home then that would be a great opportunity for them to start networking and start having conversations with people about what do they see the world looking like in the next few years to see if they need to make a transition or if there are possibilities for their roles to be in the office versus virtual there are some organizations like you mentioned you know i think um 
like Google and um, even like Facebook, they've made the decision, well, they're going to just be virtual from now on. And so if that is a company or organization that that's what they're making as a decision, then again, it's up to you to decide if that's not what you want to do and it's not feasible for you, then how can you then create an actual plan to make a transition so that you can be back in the workforce and you can be back so that you are in an actual physical location? I think that one thing that we have to keep in mind is that because of the pandemic and it being worldwide, this is going to be something that is going to be lingering for several years to come. And it's not necessarily like, like okay, okay, well, yeah, they're just going to do it or they're not going to do it. Or maybe my company will do this. It could be more longevity, like maybe five years from now, they'll make the decision. But because you're absolutely right, because companies have realized that overhead, they can cut down on it. They may not have people back in the office. And so that's just a, a matter of people to take the initiative to think about, OK, what does that mean for me? And do I want to keep working for this company? Um, and if I don't want to work there, what can I do to change and make a, a you know make a career change to something else? Okay. So, for instance, for me, I have my own consulting company, and one of the things that I've I've encountered during this COVID is I had to stop seeing people. Um, people couldn't come into the office. Um, the aspect of me teaching classes the one-on-one sessions that I was having with with people. There are a lot of companies, not my company being one, but there are a lot of other companies that have went to online teaching. And those companies do not have the intentions of stopping. But I want to go back to the original classroom setting. So mm-hmm. how do you, I mean, for me, am I, because of the transition and because what COVID has taught us that we can do a lot of our work virtually now, is that going to shut down a lot of companies or is that going to change the total aspects of how the world works now? Because a lot of people, I mean, I, I had, I, for me, for instance, I have COVID. My doctor did my doctor's visit with me, telemed. Some people enjoy the telemed. Some people are not going to want that. How how should we? And I don't know if I'm pulling you away from what what we're discussing, but I'm trying to cover an angle here. Mm-hmm. I understand. Um, will there be a new way of work? Yes, there is. Will we go back to normal? No, we will not. There will not be a normal of what we had before. Okay. Because there are a lot of individuals, there are a lot of organizations that they simply will be going forward and moving forward in the way that it is now. So will there be opportunities for you to be able to do consulting one-on-one? Absolutely, there'll be opportunities. Will it be as much or as many people that you may have done before where you had large groups of people? Eventually, but maybe not right now. Dr. Crockett, it really well, is. I'm sorry. Do, when you when you say, um, you know, basically you're saying we're going to have a new normal is is what you're saying. This is new. Um, I was a person who worked on the road and remotely for years anyway. So for some people, you know, the remoteness of working is not the issue. It's the forced remoteness. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. I know people who have never worked from home. Um, you're being forced not only to work from home, but mentally I'm being told I can't leave the house. How do you stay, how do you encourage people to stay strong 
on this career path, knowing that it's possible you may not find a job in your career, in your particular chosen career. So like a business analyst or a technical writer doesn't need to be in the office. How do you, how do you encourage that person to find a job where there's that mental challenge of your, your job may forever be the kind that's remote? Yeah, that's what I was saying before is that if what you're doing now, if you can't change with the current trend and you are trying to hold on to what we knew in 2019, then you may have to make some adjustments. You'll probably have to make some adjustments. And so for the individual that says, well, I really, really love what I do, but I don't like being remote and that's the option right now then it would be up to, to them to make some additional decisions on what will be some roles that are that's not remote. And so those are going to be where you need to look at companies, look at organizations, look at industries that have in-person kinds of roles. And that's going to be healthcare. That's going to be, you know, manufacturing. I mean, there are organizations and industries that you can do face-to-face, but it's not going to be the same, especially um, like Jeracy stated, as she was a consultant and she liked to be face-to-face. That's just not going to be the trend in the next few years. People are going to be remote remotely. Not only is it less overhead for organizations, for businesses, for like you know, them going into an actual a business, an organization, a, a, a structure, we'll call it a brick and mortar. It's also cheaper for me to Zoom call you versus me flying you out somewhere. So, I mean, it's just all around kind of cutting. Mm-hmm. And in some regards, companies and organizations are giving that money back to the employee with raises and promotions and bonuses. So, again, if, you, if it's not something that you actually like and this is not the way that you want to work, again, you just may have to change and make some adjustments to your career pathway so that you can get to a pathway that is more aligned with what you actually like and the culture that you like. Or it could be, too, where you embrace what it is, you know, how can you then add more life? We call it integration, not balance, because it's just an integration of life, not like a, a balancing act. But how can you really integrate your work and your life together until things do change again? Because they will change again. We just don't know what that new change will look like, especially in careers. What have you found to be... And see, for... I'm sorry, Jeracy. What have you found to be the biggest... Uh, change as you you are counseling clients. What is what is the biggest area of concern for people? You know, we were just talking about the isolation and the mental toll that it takes. What is the what what are some of the biggest challenges that you're hearing from clients? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge, like you said, isolation is one. Mental health issues because they've never had to deal with this kind of work, and then the balance of children, um, you know, work life. I tell people all the time that I sleep in my office, i.e. I sleep in my house and this is my office. So you people have never really, a lot of people haven't done that before in America. And so I think it's just a combination of multiple things that has led to what we see right now in our world. Some people are flourishing, probably really doing well. Um, even some companies have still, you know, still have people coming in every day because of the nature of the organization. So what I've seen most is isolation, some mental health uh, things that have kind of popped up with depression um, and also people just having to work with 
work, live, play all in the same building, i.e. their homes. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, we're coming up on a break and I'm going to, I'm going to let Dracy uh, ask some more questions on the flip side, but I want you to give some thought to some of the tips that you could give us as we're starting to look for jobs. What should we kind of look for on our resumes that, um, will help us land a job right now during COVID. Okay. So on the, on the backside, we'll come back and, and get some tips and trips from Dr. Hamaria Crockett on career counseling. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mac at gmail.com. Now, back to Double Down. Welcome back to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. We're here with Dr. Hamaria Crockett. Uh, who's teaching me that my whole world is fixing to fall apart with the new norm <laughs> for my consulting company. It's not going to fall I'm apart. A face to face. <laughs> it's not going to fall apart. I'm a face-to-face. And, and, and as a crisis first responder and, and for the work that I do, the, the Zoom and the video, it's kind of hard because I'm used to, and I, I guess, and I need to get used to my new norm. I'm used to being close to my clients, being able to touch them if they needed a touch or being able to uh, look at their body language and, 
and be directly in the room with them. And doing this COVID uh, situation and incidents, we've had so many different situations where family members have passed away alone. And when you talk to the family member, they want to know if you were the one sitting there with them, were they absolutely alone? The, the different aspects. To me, that's just not video conference type of material that I feel like that I got to, that I want to get used to. I can't, I'm not going to say that I, I can't get used to, that I want to get used to. And that may be why I'm dealing with COVID right now, because I want to be up close and personal with people and talk with people. But how, how do you take someone as old school as I am, who's used to being right there, or a teacher who's used to being in the classroom with their students, or, you know, the bus driver, or the maintenance man, or someone that, uh, I mean, you, you now have self talk, talk, okay? <laughs> Give me your answer, Hamaria. Golly. <laughs> Well, there's no magic bullet to it. Like, there's no magic answer. The thing is, is that, yes, it is, again, it is different. Yes, you are not going to be able to do the things that you used to do. Um, not as, um, and keep yourself and the other person or family members um, as safe as you may have done in the past. The truth of the matter is, is that you're, it's just, again, what can you do for adaptations? Just like with a teacher, teachers have Zoom, they have Teams, they have other um, ways that they're teaching their students, what are some things that you can do differently? So this is just a, a perfect time for you to start brainstorming and then creating um, innovative ideas and also talk to other people that are counselors like you, that they do what you do all across the United States and around the world. What are they doing? What modifications have they made? How are they able to still feel like they're present with that person, with that family member? But if you keep maintaining, what can I do in my in your own head and playing the same narrative and playing the same story, you're not going to get out of this. And so you're going to keep being stuck. And that's with anything, any job, any role that a person is in and they keep playing the narrative in their own head, you're not going to move. You're going to stay exactly where you are. So the best thing that I would suggest for you to do is to talk to some people that's doing what you used to do, that's doing what you do, that's doing what you love and find out from them some tips and tricks on what have they done, what have they learned, um, what, what have they integrated into their own way of doing things. I know you mentioned, you know, with COVID, you did a teleconference with your doctor. What are doctors doing? Because they probably are used to the same kind of things that you're used to doing. What have they done? What modifications? What technology are they using in order to make the this uh, different world that we're in to make it a little bit better. So that would be my suggestion for anybody that's having a difficult time making the adjustment in their career. So you're how saying that you, you need heard, to... I'm sorry, how, Jeracy. How much ha, Go ahead. How, how much have you heard, uh, Dr. Crockett, where you hear people like me, they want everything around them to change, but they don't want their business to change. There's nobody... Oh, that's all the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> people get stuck. And uh, there's, uh, mm -hmm. actually, that's why a lot of times people come to career coaches is because they're stuck. They're stuck in their own head. They're stuck in the ways they used to do things. They're stuck in how they think. And so just like uh, any counselor, any coach can help you to get unstuck. Um, but the beauty of it is, is that it's not difficult because the answer that you need is inside of you. I just have to ask a few questions just to make sure you get to the right answer. Okay, with that okay, said, Amaria. 
tell me, tell me a question that you would ask Jeracy with all those nuances of the bus driver, the career, the career counselor, the teacher. Give, give me a question that you would ask of a client that was looking to change the narrative of their career. Mm-hmm. So for Dracy specifically, one question that I would ask is, so what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of as it relates to the change? Because that's how I've always done it. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. But really, no, that's, no, really that, that's, that's a real answer. That is that's a, a, that's a very simple that's answer. A real answer. And so then my next question that, to you is, is that, so have you ever done something new before? I have. But and change what was the experience? Uh, 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 uh. No, no, no. So you, but so that means you negated the a previous response. So then I would ask again: Have you ever changed something before? Ooh. I have, I have. Okay, and if you've done that change before, now. has it been successful? It has been successful. It has been successful. So, yeah. So then, if you think about it from the perspective of if you've done some things that's changed and it has had some success then what is stopping you, again, what are you afraid of that is stopping you from making an additional change when you see something is dying in your own business? So why don't you use the same tips, the same thing that you would tell a client in their process to make them feel better so that you can then use it on yourself? Come on, Dr. Crawford. I do like that. I, I, mm-hmm. I hush, uh, Garrett. I do like that because one of the things that I will say is when my doctor tele when we telemed, um, I was very excited that she called me and it was my turn. I wasn't sitting mm-hmm. in the waiting room, but I was like, oh, I like this. But when it comes down to me thinking about my business, I'm like, I'm not doing that. My Mm -hmm. clients need to come in and see me so I can see them. So it's like we have the aspect. We like it for other things and other people in other ways, like the self-checkout at Walmart. I can go check myself out. We like that. But we didn't think about the cashier who no longer is checking out people because the Mm self-checkout. So it's kind of like I need to check myself because I'm liking how things are changing. I'm just not wanting to do my change. And I think that might be the concept that a lot of people might be looking at as far as career-wise right now. Jeracy, Mm -hmm. had you you considered that you, what you just said is, if you use the analogy of the the grocer, when you want to go see self-checkout, it's like, okay, I have this many groceries I can check myself out. But when you have something a little tricky and you know that you need that cashier to scan it, just like your doctor, you go in when something you telemed for the simple stuff. But when it's something, mm-hmm. I got a lump in my breast, I need you to feel it. For the more serious stuff, then you have them come into the office. And so you modify it. You give a hybrid of what the same thing your doctor does. That's a good idea. I mean, as many times as we've talked about, you know, your counseling business and, and making the changes during COVID, I never considered until you gave that analogy. But yeah, you, for the more serious items that you would have them come mm-hmm. into, office but where you can you can give that one-on-one or group counseling you know via zoom then that's what you do oh that's a good idea Mm -hmm. but in in my aspect though all of mine is crisis it's a crisis it's a death uh, 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 a mass killing shooting 
it's crisis basically. So I feel like I need to look my people in the face. And that's the part that I got to get past is the fact Mm -hmm. that I feel because I feel like that's a serious issue where initially they need to come into the office for me to sit down and talk to them. And then maybe later we can go and we can have meetings, Zoom or whatever. Someone who's who's coming off the withdrawal or, or breaking the cycle of coming off uh, drugs or alcohol, I need to I need to see them. I need to see their hands. I need to see their shaking. I need to see that. And then we can go to the point of me having Zoom meetings and stuff. That's the aspect that my brain is trying to wrap around me dealing with. So what mm-hmm. my tip, what tips do you give then, Dr. Crockett, for the, the, that mental block to making the change? Mm-hmm. But I mean, yes, it's inside of you to make it. Yes, it's inside of you to um, to fix it. It's all in your power because it's your company or or even if you're the employee. What tips do you give mm-hmm. when you see the mental block of what, you know, Mac is facing? Mm-hmm. What she just said is that she repeated the word me 17 times. When you just said that, you said me, 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 me. What you did not do is say, um, which, what you know, when it comes to a situation, when it comes to a crisis, you triage. What is it they need? They need. What you're thinking about is what you need to help them. What you did not ask, or it doesn't sound like you've asked, is what they need to receive your help. So my Ooh. question to you then is that, how can you then ask your clients, where are you right now? What is going to be the best option for you? Because the truth is, is that your job is to serve them. And right now you're thinking about how you, you're putting yourself and saying how I like to do something and they need to receive what I like and how I like it. Versus I have not heard that you are taking a an assessment, we'd say, of what they, the need is from them, and then to see if that is what they truly need right now. Do they need you to hold their hand? Do they need to be there face-to-face? Do they need you to be right there with them? Or do they are they okay with telemedication? And just like um, Audrey said, are they okay with later on having those one-on-one conversations, so those, those group conversations? But unless you really put forth the effort to really see and take an analysis of the people that you're serving, then you're really just focused on what you want to do and how you want to remain the same. But if you are not, if you're thinking about the same perspective, and the question that you asked me, Audrey, was, well, how do you stop a person from, you know? being how they are well my question is how do you stop a person that is in crisis that's on drugs how do you stop a person from thinking if they are in in a death and dying mode how do you stop them that's the same exact medicine that you've got to take yourself because the same exact thing that you use to help them is going to help you in order to get out of your own mind so i need to look at the aspect as in a crisis okay you are in the crisis how do you counsel yourself out of the crisis because you have the skill to do so. So if you were not, you know, if you had to think about it, if this person is stuck, how do I work with a person that's stuck? You know yourself well enough to know how do you get unstuck? How have you gotten unstuck in the past? And again, what are you afraid of? So I need to take, I I, I need to take a chance. Your own medicine. Yeah. You got to eat your, yeah. Yeah. And I need to look at Put on your big girl panties, Mac. Put on your big girl panties. And drop the mic, Garrett. And what I need to do <laughs> is I need to look it. at. I got to look at the fact is, say for instance, I have 
a situation that's they're 180 miles away from me. I got to handle it, but I can't get there. I got to look at how yeah. do I deal with it? Okay, I'm getting How do you, yeah, you, it's slowly but surely again, you got to eat your own medicine. You got it because you know the answer. I don't have an answer. You do. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that what is it that, why do you keep stopping yourself from saying, no, I can't? No, I can't. No. What are you, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid that you're not going to be there? Are you afraid that you can't do the things exactly the way you used to do it? Then my question to you is that then do you want your business to flourish? Because if this is a new way, then how is a, the best way for you to still make sure that you are there for your clients and that you can still make sure that you are there for them, even if you're not physically there for them? So as a career counselor, okay. Dr. Crockett, what you're saying is that, well, let me let me not put words in your mouth. You Your role as a career counselor is to get people to ask the deeper question. It, mm-hmm. So you you get them to get out of their own way, or do you discover robots? What do you, what does a career counselor do? Because I like how you're, <laughs> you're telling you know Mac these you know you're not giving her answers, you're giving mm-hmm. her thought processes, you're giving her like right. homework assignments. So what exactly mm-hmm. does a career counselor do, and why mm-hmm. why is it advantageous to have one? I mean I can hear it, but explain it for the listening audience. Yeah, so a career coach does a lot of different things. It counsels people. We can be an advocate for you, a cheerleader. We can be a thought leader with you. We can help you to pinpoint um, what may be going right, what may be going wrong. And even sometimes we can give advice. But the advice is more tactical things. It's not like, well, tell me what career I'm supposed to be in. I don't have that answer. But if you ask me a question like, what's the best resume? Well, then I'm going to give you the best resume tip because it's easy for me to be able to give you that information. So a career coach is a lot of different things. And why a person, most senior executives or senior level executives, they have career coaches. So from like C-suite level of our billion dollar companies, they have career coaches or leadership coaches that work with them. So just the common person, they never really think about them needing a coach or someone to kind of bounce off ideas, especially when it comes to their career. One of my very favorite things that uh, Corn Theory always uh, pushes is to live life, by, live life by design and not default. A lot of us live life by default. It's like, oh, well, whatever happens to me happens versus you're actually putting forth a design, putting forth an effort, putting forth something pen to paper that say, this is what I want my career to look like. And how can I work with someone or even how can I dig within myself in order to make sure that I can accomplish that thing or those several things? Because I tell people I've had like five careers in my very young age. I've had like five careers and I'll probably have five or six more. So what? Mm. I mean, who, I think what happened is that as children, people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they want it to be one thing versus why? Why does it need to be one thing? Why can't it be multiple things that you can do in your career versus just one thing? So a career coach can help you, a counselor or, you know, advocate. You can do a lot of different things when it comes to helping a person, but it's really just kind of digging a little bit deep and what may be stopping you, or maybe you've kind of, you know, gone wild or you don't know exactly what to do when you're stuck. I mean, there's so many different things that happens in people's career. It's just helping you to design your career versus just living it in default. How do you get people to refocus? How do you, you know, people jump around in their careers, especially first coming out of college, you kind of jump around, you don't know, and the market will sometimes dictate what you can do, especially now with COVID, mm-hmm. the market will dictate what some of these college kids are coming out and the job market they'll enter. How do you get them to 
refocus or get focused on a career path? Um, well, a lot of times it depends. That's a very heavy question. And I'll tell you why the reason, and most answers are going to be, it depends because if a person is bouncing around because they're trying different things, that's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. What you want to make sure though, is that you're not bouncing around and then you're not gaining something from the moving around. Every single time you leave an organization, you should pick something up. You should pick up a new skill. You should pick up something. It shouldn't be like, ah, that was fun. Like you should get something out of it. And again, have a purpose for why you took that opportunity or that role. And the thing is, is that the focus comes in is that what are you really trying to do? What are you really good at? And taking a self-assessment on these are the things that I naturally normally do. I call them your superpowers. What is the ability that you just have? And it's just like, I don't even know why I know how to do that. I just know how to do it. And so like taking Mm -hmm. an assessment of your superpowers of the things that naturally normally just come easy to you. And then think about how that then relates to an actual career, pairing those two together. Then you're not ever working. You're just doing the things that you're really good at. And it could be more than one thing that you're good at. And it could be more than one role, but it just depends on how then you decide which roles you do now versus the roles you do later. You know, that's that's an awesome thought because I remember when I was working as a manager and I would look at people's resumes and I always looked at what they did and what they learned from the previous job because I always felt like the roles that you said you did before, I should see progressive growth that you gleaned something from the previous role and it should be indicative in your resume that there was growth there. We're coming up on a break and I want to talk about that further when we come back. Because I want to, you know, we're using Drace as, as our little test rat, test lab rat, whatever we go call it. I have super. I just learned I have superpowers. We're gonna Dr. find out Dr. what Dr. your superpowers you just are. Just told me I, I have superpowers. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna let you identify <laughs> when you come back. You're going to have during the break. I want you to think about your superpowers and talk talk to us about them when we come back on the break. So we'll be right back. Double down with Garrett and Matt. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, You need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to Garrett and Mac at gmail.com. Now back to Double Down. Welcome back to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. We're in our last. Uh portion of the show, segment of the show, we've been talking to Dr. Hamaria Crockett about career counseling. And when we left, Geraci realized she had superpowers uh, related to her job. (laughs) So during the break, Geraci, you were supposed to be thinking about your superpowers. Tell us what superpowers you you have realized you had because of Dr. Crockett today. Oh, um, Speechless. Should I be revealing? Should I be revealing my superpowers on the air like this? But <laughs> I no. think you'll be okay. <laughs> no, um, I my connection with people is one of the things that I feel that mm-hmm. I have as as my superpowers. I feel like um, you have to be present to talk to someone, and not you have to be there in the moment, there beside them um, as. In the old days, what they always say, you showed up to do what you needed to do. Mm-hmm. So I figured, me personally, I feel like my superpowers is I show up and take care of the situation that's happening at hand to do what I need to do. And I think that that's how I build my company to be successful or unsuccessful, as some might say, however you want to look at it, is that I, I spend that quality time with each person. I don't stick mm-hmm. my people in groups and do groups. I, my superpower is I give them that one-on-one attention right there, right then. And, and how can I help you? And I know your situation is different from the next person. So I was always raised is that you be present and do your job. And so mm-hmm. for, for some people that are older than me, like Audrey, who are used to being present to do their job, how is that going to impact with everything being on Zoom now? I just thought I'd throw that in there, Ms. Gary. Well, um, I'm not involved in that uh, part. But what I will say is that when it comes to your superpower, this is what question that I want to ask you. Do your friends also tell you that? That you're like you're like that friend that is always there, that you are able to comfort them? Do your friends say that to you? Okay. Anybody yes, else? I can? Okay. Family, so friends, that, everybody uh-huh. I meet, everybody mm-hmm. I meet. So if that be the case is that that is, it, it doesn't make a difference if you're closer, if you're far. And that's the beauty about a superpower is that it's going to be there because that's who you are. That's the definition of you. So if I define you, that's going to be part of lots of people. If they define you, that's one of the things that they would say. So if that be the case that you already have it, 
So that means you don't have to overextend yourself because you already have it. And people already feel the presence. They already feel the comfort. They already know that you're present and that you're there. So again, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be in person face to face. I can still feel that even if I'm on Zoom, because again, your superpower is going to pop right out right there, right in the moment, because that's you. Does that make sense? And and yeah, and even when I'm, say, when I get a call and I'm trying to get to a scene or a situation, I'm on the phone and I'm I'm like, just let me talk to them just till I get there. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in my line of work, I have to be present. I have to get there as quick as I can to. No. Mm-mm. You are present. And that's what, what you're thinking is an in-person is presence. Presence extends mm-hmm. past an in-person interaction. I'm in one city. You're in, in another city. I still feel, feel like I'm present with you. But it doesn't mean that we have to be sitting next to each other. Again, you just have to re- revolutionize your own mind about the, the true mm-hmm. powers that you have within. That it doesn't have to mean that you are sitting next to me in order for me to feel your presence. In order for me to feel that you're there. To know that a phone call. To know that you can say, are you doing okay? Just like your level of care is enough. Your actual being on the phone, you being on Zoom, you being actually with me is enough. And you've got to be okay with that right now, that being enough. But only you can say that it's enough, you know? And so with school teachers, and and, and that's going to be a big deal, is the teacher not being actually right there on the kid, but making sure that they are being productive. How do you see that? that transition expiring because I know a lot of them are doing virtual learning now and you have some situations where kids are not logging on or they can't maintain or uh, uh, understand or uh, follow along when they log on. How do you help maintain that? I mean, it just depends. It honestly depends on the way that a teacher teaches. Um, And again, everyone is learning something new. So what it cannot be is a situation we just think that what we have done in the past is going to work in our present. And so, again, we just have to take an assessment of what it is, why we feel a certain way, and take an assessment of the people that we're working with, just like if it was a teacher. Are they saying that this is a, you know, how do their students learn best? What are some tips that they can learn from other teachers that may be being more successful in certain areas? So, again, you've got to get out of your own mind and start to talk to people so that you can brainstorm new ideas so that you're not just kicking around your same ideas in your brain. Okay, that 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 sounds that sounds great. Tell me when we were talking about my superpowers, when you do a resume and you're looking for a job coming out of this COVID and because a lot of companies are not going to open back up as we're talking is remote, different aspects. How do you how should your resume be laid out? Do you put all your superpowers in there or do you leave it for them to ask you questions? Mm hmm. So the main thing about a resume, two things that I'll I'll talk about when it comes to a resume, a resume is not for you. It's about you, but it's not for you. Resume is for the reader. So the recruiter, the hiring manager, it is written so that they will understand if you're not present, because you won't be, 
what it should, what you've done. So yes, you can put your superpowers, but the main thing to put on your resume are the things that you've been able to accomplish and ensure that you have several different resumes that have different things. I'll give you an example. I was a college professor. It would make no sense at all for me to give a resume to a hiring manager for a career coaching job if it talks all about the courses that I taught or that I taught at four different schools. That doesn't make sense. So instead, I would need to make sure the theme of the resume needs to match the or the theme that that particular organization is, or company is looking for as it pertains to that role. So what's in the role that I have done similar? What's in that job description that I have done similarly? And how can I pull out the aspects of what I've done and tailor my resume to that perspective? specific role, as well as to make sure that the theme of my resume aligns with the theme of the role. So again, if I am being uh, applying for a position to be a career coach, I want to make sure that I pull up all the things that I've been able to accomplish as a career coach. And I want to make sure that is the theme of the entire resume. Because remember, one, your resume is not for you. It's for the reader. Number two, people hire people. So we can have a fantastic, beautiful, lovely resume. But if you do not remember that you've got to go and do some networking, that it does not make a difference how beautiful your resume is, it is still just a resume. But if you network and you talk to people, which is what I've said to you, advocate for yourself, mm-hmm. talk to people, have conversations, do some brainstorming, ask people about their own career pathway. How did they get there? What have they learned along the way? What are some things that they know that really works and has worked for them in their career? So you want to make sure that you do that in conjunction to your resume so that when a person says, oh, you know what, Tracy, you look I bet you like you would be really good at an opportunity that I know someone has. So then you can give them your very focused, accomplished based superpower resume to get you been through the door. That's how it happens. So you Dr. Crockett, want a network. Is there uh-huh. nothing wrong with having multiple resumes? I did No, you should have working. multiple resumes. Okay. And they're themed based on what you did professionally? It's theme based on the topic at hand. So, for example, I am a career coach. I'm a professor. I do learning and development, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I have four different resumes that focus on that those different themes. So any person, so say you're you're an accountant and maybe one year, you know, you were, I don't know, a rocket science. So you should have a rocket science resume and an accounting resume. And you want to be able to pull out all of the great things that you've done in each of those kinds of those roles. And even if you've done it maybe five to 10% of the time, you want to ensure that within whatever the amount of time that you did that particular thing and your, you know, your role, bring that to the, to, to the light. Make sure that you are highlighting that on your resume, on your LinkedIn, ensure that that is the, again, make sure that you have, you can have multiple things. Um, even on your LinkedIn profile, you just want to make sure that you have one specific resume for each kind of role that you would be working within. Okay. So let's go back to the the theme of the resume. Do you make mm-hmm. it your theme? Most people still do cover letters. Do you include your cover letter to bring out your theme more or do how do you how would you set your cover letter or is a cover letter even necessary if you're going by a theme of the resume? Mm-hmm. So, to, to, 
statistically, uh, resume, I mean, excuse me, a cover letter is only read about five to 6% of the time. However, if you have a cover letter, you're viewed more positively. So you have a cover letter, but the focus simply is on whatever the theme the resume is. Because most of the time, a person is not going to ever read the cover letter. They're going to always read the resume. So you want to make sure that if whatever the thing you need to have, it is highlighted on your resume and then pull out small aspects of those things and put it on your cover letter. It should only take you about five to 10 minutes to do a cover letter because, again, you want to have it because you're viewed positively, but you don't need to put a whole lot of time in it because it's probably is not going to be read. Okay. And Dr. Crockett, give us your information for people who are listening, how they can get in touch with you. Sure. So on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Dr. Hamaria C. Um, so at Dr. Hamaria C, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, that's my favorite place. Um, I'll be more than happy to help people there. I'm on Instagram and I'm also on Twitter. So I think I started a TikTok, but I don't I don't really know how to do that quite yet. So uh, definitely LinkedIn, <laughs> definitely Instagram and definitely Twitter. Um, I give uh, content. I do videos. So if people have a particular question about careers in general, they always can connect with me there. Um, if they do want career counseling, I always will advocate for them to go to Corn Ferry Advance, the organization that I work for. They have like, I think an 80% off crazy discount right now because career coaching usually is about five to $600 a session, but it's definitely marked down um, now with COVID happening within my own organization. So definitely sign up. We'd love to have you on our platform. Um, come on, join the fun. So uh, yeah, that's how you can contact me again, Dr. Hamaria C on all social media platforms. Well, Dr. Crocodilla, we so appreciate your time this afternoon a wealth of information. Jeracy, do you think you can go out here and change your narrative of how you are seeking uh, to change your company's direction in this COVID environment? I have learned I have superpowers. Of course I can. Oh, Lord. Do you know what I'm going to have to deal with now, Dr. Crockett, that you don't gave this woman superpowers? I have, I have You're welcome. She's always had them. Yeah, she's always had them. They're already there. <laughs> oh, God. God bless. Give, give us strength, oh, Lord. See, now it's going to be me over here talking about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The superpowers are coming out. See, but, but Dr. Crockett, this has been an amazing hour. And I'd love to have you back in the future to be able to give us more insight um, as we progress further in the the COVID, the new COVID world of careers. I mean, I don't think anybody would ever be the same if their job was, you know, I, we didn't even touch those people mm-hmm. who you're required to work in COVID and how you should deal with, you know, whether you're a nurse or a teacher or a grocery store clerk and how you are transitioning. Workers. Yeah, and you've had to make this decision, but still do your day-to-day functions. So we're probably going to have you back again in the near future, Dr. Crockett. It's best, uh, but I want to say for Double Down with Garrett and Mac, Garrett, uh, Mac, I, I've loved having this time with you in 2020, but I hope 2021 is much better. Sign off it, for yeah. us with a word of prayer. All right. I just want to say be blessed. And most of all, everybody be a blessing and God continue to bless us and protect our country from all danger seen and unseen. Happy holidays, everyone. You've been listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Be sure to join Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific time and 5 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
We'll talk again next week.